0: Thank you for joining us for a Dad Talk episode of Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm excited that you've joined us today. I'm a dad just like you probably are, and uh, I started Positively Dad earlier this year just as a resource to connect with dads, help us grow as, as partners, as, as parents, and as men. And, and so I'm excited that you are listening to us today. My wife, Terry and I have a seven-year-old. Her name is Naomi. And when I found out I was going to be a dad, I said, I want to be a great dad. And, and there just aren't a lot of resources that target dad exclusively. And so that's what we're doing here on Positively Dad. Every Monday, we release an episode with an expert or you know someone that's, that's uh, out there in the community that's going to teach us something we should probably know. And maybe it's something you already know, and it could be something you've never considered before. So that comes out every Monday. Then every Thursday we do this. This is a Dad Talk episode where I talk to a dad. Just find a dad out there and we talk about being parents. And it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot from these conversations and I trust you have as well. And today we have an awesome dad who's gonna join us. His name's Scott Pinella. he lives in Kentucky. And, and Scott and his wife have have four kids. Now, two of their kids are their own kids, right? And then the other two they adopted about six years ago from Uganda. And so we're going to talk about that process, right? Raising their two boys, going through the adoption process, uh, having two more boys come into their family. Now they have a family of, of six between all of them. And just what that dynamic has been like. What have they learned? What's it done for their family? How's it how's, you know What are the challenges they've faced? All those sorts of things. And I trust that you get some value out of it today. Scott, thank you so much for joining us on Positively Dad.
1: Yes, thank you for having me on, James. I really appreciate it. It's, it's an m- honor.
0: Yeah, it's my pleasure, and it's an honor to have you on. And, uh, you know, I just love talking to dads, and you're a cool dad. Tell everybody about your family.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We have, um, we have four kids, and my wife and I, my, my wife Meg and I, uh, have been married for 21 years and um i'm 45 years old and she's 43 years old and uh she looks she looks 32 <laughs> and uh uh we have four four kids we have four boys um we have two biological children and then we have two adopted children from uganda africa uh we have an 8 year old who's adopted we have a 13-year-old that is adopted, a 13-year-old biological, and a 15-year-old uh, biological. So we are in the thick of uh, of activity, puberty, phones, all of that.
0: <laughs> it's a busy time at your house, Scott.
1: It it, it it is regularly busy. I'm sure people think we're nuts.
0: Yeah, well, I bet they do. So tell us a little bit about, you had your two kids. Tell So t- tell us a little bit about the two children that you and your wife had together, your two biological kids. Tell us about them.
1: Yeah. So, um, our, our biological kids, uh, Dominic and, and Bennett, um, they, um, were, you know, we were kind of the the family of four with a dog and, and things were moving swimmingly as in our life and, and, um, still are just a little different current currently, (laughs) um, but, uh, things were, they were going great. We, we had, you know, wanted children from the, the beginning of, of our marriage. And, um, you know, we, we were married for probably six years. We got married pretty young actually. Uh, Meg was 22. I was 25. And, and, um, we, we knew that we wanted kids. And, and so that's something that our focus was and, and, we had two children within a year and a half of one another, and, and um, they get along great. Uh, they, they love like siblings. They fight like siblings. But uh, overall, there's a, you know, there's a special bond between those two, and there's also a special bond between the two adopted kids, and yeah. that's okay.
0: Yeah, um, no, I bet there is. How far yeah, apart did, in age are Dominic and Bennett?
1: Dominic and Bennett are uh, two years apart. Um, they, they, you know, they're 15 and actually they're a little less than two years. It's like 22 months or something like that. Um, so we just call it two years, but, uh, they're two years apart from one another.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I imagine, I mean, raising them had to be a ton of fun as you were growing your family. What were just some of your favorite, you know, your favorite things about raising Dominic and Bennett? You
1: know, they're they're two totally different kids and that's that's what I've noticed as a, as a father, um, you know, you have to meet your kids where they are. And, and I think that that's when love really shines. And to me, that's one of the things that, that I've had to learn as a, as as a, as a parent. And, um, and whether it be the biological or the adoptive, I've had to meet each one of them where they are because we're the mature ones. Supposedly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so we the the idea of, uh, you know, me meeting my children. what I mean by that is they're two totally different boys. And um, Bennett is is kind of our free flowing wild child, quote unquote. And, and um, Dominic is our firstborn and very strategic and a leader. Um, you know, oftentimes his teachers would say that he's a quiet leader. Uh, where he is very thoughtful and he thinks and he measures uh twice and, and cuts once and Bennett is much more like myself and I was a second born and as well and um we're we're more of a measure once maybe and then cut <laughs> you know and yeah. maybe you have to cut again so yeah. um you know so that it, the the fun things that that I remember I mean you know just teaching them how to do things I mean I remember riding bikes and, you know, teaching them how to ride a bike and teaching them how to swim and, you know, um, understanding what we do for a living over the last few years has been, you know, kind of fascinating. You know, we're, we don't have a labor job per se where we just go up on a roof and start nailing and there we have a roof. So we have to explain to them like how we go about our business and, and buying and selling real estate, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Right. Okay. So then yeah, you, I mean, you, like you said, you're the, the classic American family, right? You, yeah,
1: husband, wife, yeah, two kids, a dog,
0: dog and, the yeah, yeah white yeah. picket fence, the whole deal. And then you and your wife make a decision. Talk to us a little bit yeah. about that.
1: Yeah. So the, the picket fence was run over by a truck, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> we, um, you know, we had it on our heart. We, very frankly, Meg had it on her heart to, to adopt, um, and I wasn't quite on board. Um, we're, we're Christian faith, and, and it was something that we had prayed about and um, discussed a lot. But it just was one of those things that I was not quite on board. I, I kept on hitting the pause button for about two years, and uh, and you know she finally said, "Well, I want to, I want to go." to Darfur in South Sudan. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a very um, busy uh, country, it, it, it set unsettled with a lot of unrest to it. And it's one of those things where I did not agree with that trip, actually. Um, so I, I don't do it very often because she she really rules the roost. But I said, you know, I just feel uncomfortable with you going to such a uh, a, a country that has so so much conflict and and so much uh, um, you know really dangerous situations going on and I said normally I wouldn't have an issue with that but now that we have two kids I want to protect us and them had had it been just us two I probably would have packed my bags and gone with her but you know you 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 have the responsibility of those two kids and that was that was a a major factor for us. So she pivoted and found an organization out of Atlanta called 60 Feet, and 60 Feet is an organization that um, that runs in Uganda, Africa, and what they work on is is they work with the judicial system and the 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 what they call the remand homes, uh, the jails where you put children oftentimes who are homeless or who have done petty crimes and that kind of thing. And so they go and and disciple there. Well, her focus was not necessarily that specific mission, but she just felt like she needed to go and serve the country or a country that, you know, was impoverished and and had, um, you know, had a big heart for that. And that's why she went. And so when she was there, she had decided that she wanted – to um to really be open even more to international adoption, and so they ended up going to a children's home and during that time and during that visit, there was one specific child that latched onto her and just she just felt like her heart was so touched by this child that she called me that night and said. God, I really want you to think about this and pray about this. I've been praying for you and and about you to be open to us adopting i I really want you to think about this and so it went forty eight hours where I almost was like every time I took a shower, I was in and out of the shower, my mind changed because I was in the shower thinking if I wanted to adopt or not and so it' was, it's a big decision obviously and so finally. Uh, she Skyped me two days later and, and, uh, I said, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm really open to this. And at that point in time, she said, I just found out he has a brother. (laughs) And that's when i was like, oh man, holy smokes, we're going to go from one to two. And it was, it was a, it was a big, big mind shift for me as far as that was concerned. I had a major change and, and it was a, it was a tough one, but it was something that I had to wrap my head around and I said, well, let's talk about it when you come home. And that's when we started discussing this together as a a couple and as a family, not just uh, each other. But, you know, we we brought in the other two as well. And that was, you know, that was a major factor that we needed to talk to our children who, you know, didn't know really what was happening at the time. and didn't know adoption and what it was. And So we had to discuss that with them as well. And and it, it was a big it was a big deal.
0: I bet it was what was that conversation like with with Dominic and Bennett
1: you know um it it was really sensitive because you have to really think about that And so we prepared heavily for it and you know we again we go to a church that that adoption the word adoption is is very uh favorable um the you know the the Friends that we have, we have some friends that have had prior adopted from, uh, you know, another country in Ethiopia, and then we have had some friends that have had domestic adoptions. So it wasn't an unfamiliar, completely out of the blue thing. It was more of a, um, our, you know, we are going to have other children in our household that that God has placed on our heart to to help and raise and um they were in a orphanage for two years and um their mother uh rarely visited and she just doesn't doesn't have and didn't have the the capabilities to maintain them because she had two other children at home and um and a a third with an extended family out in the out in the villages so it was one of those things where we just were trying to explain their situation a little bit, even though it was very hard for them to understand. We were just really basic and saying, you know, they've been at a home without a biological mother. And and we just feel like God has just placed it on our heart to step into that role. And, and, um, and were you guys okay with that? You know, Bennett was, Bennett was really young. I mean, it was, you know it was a situation where he you know kind of knew what was going on kind of didn't know what he signed up for being in our family um but dominic had had really kind of thought about it and he he just felt very comfortable with what we were saying and said it would, i think he thinks it would be a lot of fun um which you know it's been a it's been a labor of love mm-hmm. at this stage of the game but um been a lot of fun and and, um, you know, at the same time helping somebody. So that's, that's kind of how he saw it.
0: So you, uh, you and your wife adopt your two sons and, uh, logistically, I mean, we could do it 14 episodes, I'm sure on all of that. And, <laughs> and I imagine if, you know, if there are people who are listening, there are so many resources that you can go to, to get the logistics of how that works out. So I'm going to pass through the logistics and I want to yes. talk just a little bit about what it's been like. So, when did you adopt your two sons?
1: Uh, it was 2013. Is when All we. Right. It took a year, I, skipping the logistics. It took a year, um, and uh, we, as a family, lived over there for for seven weeks. The the four of us went over, and then, and as soon as we landed, within two days, uh, we had met the orphanage director and, and um, who's been helping us out throughout the process. And so we lived over there for seven weeks, which was a, a cultural shock. But my children yeah. love Uganda. Yeah. And um, and, it, and it just it, and that really, to be very candid with you, that really put a lot of glue on the whole thing because they now understood what was happening. My two children, my biological children, they knew what was happening a little bit more once they got there. So that, that, was, that was certainly a huge impact on them, that, that trip. No doubt, um, I
0: bet it was. So you adopted yeah, your two so, sons in 2016. What are their names?
1: Uh, 20, 2013. 2013. Um, yep, and it's Job and Ennis. And Job is 13, and Ennis uh, is 8. And Ennis was 2 at the time, and Job was 7 at the time. And um, and innis's name uh, was Innocent. But we just felt like it was a um, a challenging name in the States a little bit, to be very honest with you. Uh, and so we wanted to shorten it. So we call him Ennis. Okay. Um, Job's name is we kept his name.
0: Right. So you've got Job, Ennis, Dominic, and Bennett. And it's been, I just imagine, sunshine and rainbows and happiness <laughs> you know, for the last six yeah. years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the opposite,
0: actually. <laughs> but I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. Well, tell us about that more- because I bet it's been a fascinating six years. You've had some highs and probably some lows, and a lot of learning and growing as a family.
1: There's so many levels, and and James, I I want to just really kind of hone in and dig deep here because this is this is really important for anybody listening who's thinking about adoption, and that you know. To me, I don't um, I don't regret it at all. There's nothing that 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 you could change in regards to my life. However, I feel like I would go into it a little bit more prepared, um, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, although you can never be prepared for what what is thrown at you sometimes in in these emotional uh, ways, but to be very candid with you adoption is is extremely hard instead of sunshine it's been therapy sessions uh you know <laughs> there's been individual therapy couples families all that kind of stuff and and um you know we we've ha- we've had everything from the funny moments of learning how to uh you know handle the african american hair to uh, to the moisture of their skin and it did, which is very different from the moisture of our biological kids in my, in my skin. And so, it, you know, there, our kids' skin dries out real quick and their hair is very different and the barbershop has t- taught us how and they, we've had really funny laughs and it's just been a, it, it's been real light and, and fascinating in that aspect. But then it's been very as- interesting in many other aspects that, um, trying to explain you know as to why we adopted them um you know to to you're not my father to um can you know my my children really struggle with well you know why do we why did we have to get them so soon you know we've had all of these different types of emotions and natural what i would call natural reactions that um that are very challenging that you have to work through, and so we work through them as a family, and and there's times when Meg takes the lead. There's sometimes when I take the lead, and and we just have to work together on a regular basis to get through some of these battles that we have, um, you know, of education. We've had to, you know, bring Job up through and Ennis and, and through a – um, you know, a situation where they had to learn the English language because at, at, at the beginning they didn't. And so we've taken them through tutoring sessions and all of that. And so uh, it's just one, been one thing after another where it's like an onion and you're just peeling it back, peeling it back, peeling it back. It's just the biggest onion of my life. You know, you're just constantly peeling it back. And, you know, as Innes gets older, he's now eight, he is now starting to un- unfold and Peel back some of the questions that job had you know six years ago, five years ago. and so we're, we're kind of rehashing those again, if you will and and it prepared us to do that through those questions that we had with job. Um, but one of the things that I that I really want to make sure people understand is you know when it comes to adoption and we're in an, an adoption group, we're in a group of, of, of uh, adoptive parents which I would highly recommend. Surround yourself with like minded folks, obviously. Um, and one of the things that one of my friend, really good friends says in adoption, you're giving, giving, giving so much of yourself. Don't ever go into it expecting something back from your, ch- from your child until maybe later in life. And what he means by that is you know as a child they're selfish and most of them are selfish so that's again a natural thing right but the reality is is that they do not give love and they don't give words of of affirmation of their relationships with you until they can fully understand the the scope of what and the magnitude of what what is going on in their life does that make sense,
0: James? Sure. I mean, it, it makes sense because these two boys have left their home country. Everything they know, the people they've grown up with, they've been dropped in the middle of Kentucky yes. with with people who don't look like them and who don't talk like them and don't experience life like them. I would imagine that while, gosh, they have been given such an amazing gift to be taken out of an orphanage, to be to be loved on by a family who wants to provide for them, to, to be able to move to the United States where they've had an unlimited opportunity um, and yet not be able to recognize that at 8 and 13 makes absolute sense because my guess would be Bennett and Dominic struggle with recognizing their opportunities sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's correct. And there's, it, it, the, and there's so many different facets to this story. And, uh, you know, Bennett and Dominic protect them both. Um, we, as a family, are trying not to, you know, people talk about being colorblind. We actually try to actually discuss seeing color because, our unfortunately, the history of our country has, you know, and, and I'm not going into the route of political, but I'm just saying if you start way back into the country's history, obviously um, during slave times and whatnot, a lot of that stemmed from Africa right so right. and and that's just a true fact. Well, there are still today obviously biases that we have naturally as human beings and as and as a white person or black person doesn't matter who you are, you have a natural bias that you are god given and and that's okay. And we, we are okay with that and we try to teach that in our family that, hey, listen, you know, Job's experience is going to be very different than Dominic and Bennett's experience in whatever we're talking about. So their experience as white children in a very different world with the Pinellas is going to be very different than what Job brought to the table. So we have to respect each other's differences and and actually not forget about or you know where we came from as as you know black children or white children so we like to discuss that there are differences and there is a respect factor on both sides of that you know in regards to the 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 history there
0: i have i have been challenged in the last couple of years as i have learned and grown and just educated myself by people who say they don't see color I don't know the, how that's possible you you're a yeah. white family with two black sons that I, you have to see that and to say that you don't see it in itself sounds ignorant to me you, you have yeah. you're, you're raising two boys who look different than you who have a different culture than you and 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 you can't ignore that you have to respect that and understand it would you agree?
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. The one thing that I challenge you on, James, and and just think about it like this though, is most people's intentions that you're around and that you in, that you're in dialogue with have are good intentions, and they want to. They, they just don't know, right? And so they they want to go in relation into relationships without without you know uh, seeing color in their opinion, quote unquote and that's the intention they have they just don't know how to say it any other way mm-hmm. they're just they're you know and so i i'm trying to educate my friends and, and and people like you guys and and who your who your listeners are to think about color but to respect the color obviously yeah. um you know and that's again i know we're off off a little bit of, of parenting from me but at the same time we're we're parallel because of the fact that i do have two children in my home that look very different than my other two children.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, this is your life, and um, yeah. and so yeah, you're you're raising four boys who you love dearly, and yeah, they they look different from each other. The last week, I talked to a man who uh, was from Africa, was rescued by a family, basically came to the United States is now a foster dad, and he's in the process of adopting his son who's white. And so, we, you know, we had the same yeah. kind of conversation. And he said, you know, they'll, yeah. he'll go pick up his son and ready to pick up his son. And, and, you know, the teacher says, where's your dad? And he goes, my dad's right there. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's confusing, yeah. and people are surprised we, by we, that. And I'm sure you guys experience it, some of that too. We see all
1: the time. Yeah, we see that all the time. A lot of times we're in a public place. And 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 there are many times where people. Innes has a very free spirit about him, and he's very trustworthy of a lot of people. And he he's very social as well. Job, on the other hand, is a little bit more recluse and and um and quiet. Um, oftentimes people are like, "Where is this 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 boy's parents?" You know, and we're right there. <laughs> and so we see we see that a lot, you know. But yeah. again, those people's intentions are right. I mean, they, you know, yeah. they their intention is to find the parent, and that they're not thinking about the fact that there could be somebody of different colors raising sure. them, and that's right. okay. I yeah. again, yeah. I, I I'm okay with that. I just yeah. I like to respect the fact that there is there is people. I see it as a as a learning opportunity or a teaching opportunity, should I say, to to have people think that not everybody is the same color raising the the same color. Does that make sure.
0: sense? Yeah, I got a couple of yeah. more questions as we wrap up, if you don't mind. Sure. And, and one would just be, as, as you've raised your four boys, have you and your wife ever noticed people dif- treat your biological children differently than your adopted children, or how does that dynamic work?
1: Yeah, um, you know, to be honest with you, within our sphere of friends and family, not really. And the reason I say uh the 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 reason i say that is because not really is because the difference they treat them is is because they're all different each one of them is different as a personality is concerned most people talk to job about soccer and his successes in in soccer because he's a really high level soccer player most people talk to dominic about um you know his his high school and he, how he's going into high school that kind of stuff and he's very social he's got a girlfriend so people talk to him about that kind of thing um Bennett is a kind of a gamer type of kid so they talk to him about gaming and so they treat each of them different in that aspect but no other uh, no other uh difference as far as treatment is concerned no and and you know to be honest with you the I don't I don't I don't see that in in my life much at all with with my family and friends and really people, you know, that we surround ourselves with, we don't see that at all.
0: How have things been between you and your wife over the last 6 years? I mean, it's just got to be one of the most taxing, rewarding, challenging, exciting, fascinating experiences for a marriage.
1: Yeah, I think that I think you just covered every every uh word there that I would describe um you, you know we have we've battled too and i take i take a deep breath right now because i wouldn't be here without her um she is the love of my life and and um and my partner and and my best friend and i and i'm telling you um meg is so strong when it comes to sharing her feelings and sharing her heart and sharing what's going on in her head and and that's that's not natural for her that's more natural for me i'm the emotional um equivalent in our relationship and she's more the focused high driven uh, you know leader of the uh, of the family but at the same time we have learned absolutely learned that that we need our time alone um and we need vacations alone and we need um you know date nights and and meeting times, and we're in our business together as well, and so we're around each other a lot, and so it can can get hot and cold pretty quick, but the idea is, again, we are here as a partnership, and that's the main thing that I would say to anybody getting in. You better have the strongest marriage you possibly can because the adoption is going to take you through a process that's going to stretch every fiber of your relationship with, your spouse and that that to me is is um you know extremely important. you need to make sure and that's before you have any children in my opinion it, it, you know if you're a married person at all, you need to really make sure or a or a couple together that's not married but your your relationship is 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 of utmost importance before you guys adopt anything
0: yeah, what's the final thing you want our listeners to hear?
1: You know, love is comes in obviously different forms. I mean, I, I know that's cliche to say, um, but when you open yourself up to accepting love in different forms, it's amazing what life can look like. And Ennis brings a joy to everybody's life around him, and he's very high energy. Um, ADHD uh, kid diagnosed, and and so he's 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 just so loving. And the first I use his as, a, as an example to this because the first two years he he really struggled, and it was a major stretch on Meg and I, and a major stretch on the other three boys. And Innes was one of those people that I did not know to go to him until about two years to three years after we adopted. And that's when I noticed he truly loves me and I truly love him, but I wasn't open to that because he wasn't fitting in my box. And I just needed to open myself up more to who he is as a child and, and whether he's adopted or whether he's my own biological child. you're not going to love until you are truly open to it.
0: Scott, thank you for taking the time to share. I think you've added so much value to the people who listen. And uh, so I I, I appreciate it. And best of luck to you and and your family. And and, uh, gosh, you've got three teenagers in your house. So uh, we'll be praying (laughs) for you, Scott.
1: Thank you so much. And and if anybody has any questions regarding adoption, you know, you mentioned it earlier, I'd be more than happy to have that discussion offline. Um, You know how to get in touch with me, James. If anybody reaches out to you and you want to share that information, feel free to do so, and I'd be more than happy to to discuss international or domestic adoption with them uh, coming from my perspective.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate Scott's perspective. You know, could, could you imagine what it would be like having two kids already and then the process they went through over that year's time and then what the last six years have been like? Uh, a lot to learn from him. And as Scott said, if someone is interested to learn more or connect with him, just reach out to me, James, at PositivelyDad.com, or through any of our social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and I'll get you connected to Scott and I'm sure he'd be happy to help you and share what he and his wife and his boys and his family have learned through this process as well. I want to thank you for listening. I trust you've gotten some value out of it. In fact, if you have, would you share it with other dads that you know out there? Would you rate us? We love five stars on whatever platform that you're listening, and share a review as well so people know, and then we would just ask, follow us on our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're looking to just add some value through to you throughout the week as well. So if you do that too, I'd be so very, very thankful. And then Monday, we'll be back with another uh, uh, traditional uh, podcast episode on Monday and then another Dad Talk next Thursday. So until then, thanks for listening to Positively Dad. Have a great day. Bye-bye.